0: Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast,
1: coming up. How you're feeling in terms of, say, signs and symptoms of a problem, which could be, say, a backache, for example, to use your earlier analogy. But often these things are developed at energetic level, and they're developed because there's a sense of malaise with with your sole purpose, with what you're doing, with why you're here, what you're achieving, and it impacts your health. So it's impossible to look at your preventative health without... Acknowledging the role of the spirit in that and thinking about ways to accommodate the blueprint of your soul and what you're here to do as an integral part of your healthcare.
0: I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world leading face yoga expert, best selling author of the book Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. Seventeen years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing and serving millions of people in person, on TV and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, and natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Happy summer solstice, happy International Yoga Day. And I am super excited because we have one of my all-time favorite guests back on the podcast. We have Katie Brindle. And as you probably already know, she's been on the podcast twice. Plus, if you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that that was a recording of an Instagram live I did with Katie Brindle and with the amazing Katie Blake, who is also coming back on the podcast very soon. But Katie and I wanted to chat about, on this episode, preventative health. So we often give tips and techniques for when we have an issue, so cure, really. But what we both believe in at our very core is preventative health. And this is about those techniques that we can do on a day-to-day basis, very small, very simple, and we delve into loads of those in the podcast. And how these things are key to preventing health problems, to preventing skin issues, whatever it might be that you're worried about. If we are taking that little bit of time, very regularly and Katie uses the amazing analogy of cleaning our teeth and we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute so I won't spoil that lovely analogy she uses but it's about doing something as regularly as we clean our teeth for our health so we really give you our top tips for that and we also just chat a lot and if you know Katie and I and I'm sure you have watched our Instagram lives or you've heard other podcasts before you know that we both love teaching but we both love chatting as well. So we go off on a few tangents, but they are amazing tangents. We talk about intuition. We talk about our amazing facial Gua Sha teacher training course, which we have created together. And of course, the lovely Katie Blake is involved in that too. We talk about what things we resist. So we both notice that there's something which we resist when it comes to health and wellness. And we delve into how we can actually set ourselves a challenge in order to go into those areas that we're trying not to do but we know would be really good for us. So I know you're going to find this an amazing informative podcast and Katie gives three top tips or three rules really for preventative health and exactly how we can put those into our life in as little as a minute a day. So for more information on the facial Gua Sha Teacher Training Course you can head to heyumethod.com, which is Katie's website, or you can go to FaceYogaExpert.com. It doesn't matter which one you go to. It's exactly the same course, exactly the same price. And you are trained by the superstar that is Katie Blake. She guides you through the course. It's a distance learning course. You can do it in your own time. You can do it at your own pace. We recommend you take about 12 to 20 hours in your training. You then do a written assignment and then you meet Katie Blake on a video call and you do a practical assignment there, plus have plenty of time to ask her questions and go through anything you need to go through, anything you're unsure of, anything you want her to just check for you. She is so, so supportive. And then you are fully qualified, certified with an accredited qualification to teach other people how to use Gua Sha on their own skin. So whether you're thinking you want to add this to your current face yoga teacher training. Perhaps you are a beauty therapist that wants to teach people how to use gua sha between treatments. Maybe you just want a complete career change. You don't even have to come from a yoga or a therapist background. This is open to everyone. So go and check it out on the website and also just listen to this podcast because I feel like it will explain a little bit more about the course, but it also tell you a lot about Katie and eyes philosophy when it comes to traditional Chinese medicine, yoga, wellness, and beauty. So let's get right in to this week's episode with the lovely Katie Brindle. Katie, a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. You are our most often guest on this podcast. You've been four times, including
1: today. So I'm so thrilled to have you back on again. I have to say, Danielle, it's an absolute delight. And let's be honest, I'm surprised it's not more often given given the amount you and I have in common. I know we could literally chat for hours, and I love how we sort of had to say to ourselves before
0: this: let's make it about thirty minutes because else it'll be like three hours on and we'll still be chatting.
1: Yeah, and then we put a timeline on the gossip before and after because we know that adds up as well, even if we're trying to we're trying to be quick. It really, really does. It's
0: hilarious, but I'm so excited that you are back this time because we're going to be talking about something which. I'm really passionate about, and I know you are too, which is preventative health. So (laughs) we're often really obsessed with that thought of cure. So maybe we've got a back problem, then instantly we will seek help and advice, or we start to see our skin break out, or we start to see lines and wrinkles, and then we start doing a beauty routine. But actually the root of good health and wellness is what we do on a day-to-day basis as preventative, which really is the root of
1: traditional Chinese medicine, isn't it? Absolutely. And in fact, Danielle, the Taoist masters have this wonderful expression, which is a drop of prevention is a bucket load of cure. I mean, they really did know what they were talking about. And I think the thing about preventative health is that as the kind of wellness space is now becoming absolutely not just firmly established, but it's, it's now becoming a quintessential part of everyday life. There is so much more to wellness than eating five a day, getting your 10,000 steps and trying to get to sleep on time. And this incredible detailed knowledge of preventative health that Chinese medicine um, and other natural medicine traditions give us is second to none and something that we need to be absolutely distilling and adopting into our everyday lives. We absolutely do.
0: And we both know from experience, both personally and professionally, how important that is and what we are doing every day. That repetition
1: is key, isn't it? Well, the thing is with this is that you're absolutely right. And we are actually doing that already with our teeth. And this is something that I point out to people, oh yeah. So if you think about it, about this time, a hundred years ago, people lost their teeth, people weren't brushing their teeth every day, people weren't going to the dentist. And then in the last hundred years, dentistry has just totally and utterly adopted the concept that the onus is on you to brush your teeth morning and night every single day without fail. And we do it. And to the point at which it's so entrenched in our behavior that, you know, those nights when you, let's say you've been out for dinner or so you're a bit late and possibly a little bit tiddly. And you say, oh, I can't be bothered take my makeup off. And off you go. And then you lie in bed. And you think, oh, it's disgusting. I have to get, I've just got to get myself up. And this is the same thing that we do not deal with our teeth health just by avoiding sugar and going to the dentist every, every six months. We brush our teeth every day and our teeth are in our bodies and they're giving us an aesthetic benefit. They're giving us a lifelong benefit. We expect to keep them all our lives healthy and and in our mouths. And I think where we're going now is to apply that exact same model that's worked for the last 100 years and proven itself correct to the rest of our bodies.
0: Wow. That analogy is amazing. I mean, I know I've heard you talk about that before, but actually just really letting that concept sink in is amazing. You know, twice a day, we are looking after that part of our body. And like you say, we are going for every six month appointments to our dentist, even though we've got no issues with our teeth, perhaps we're still going in to check. It's all okay. Is there anything we can do to improve it? Imagine if we did that with
1: our healthcare. Well, precisely. But the the crazy thing is that we're even talking about it, to be honest. I mean, (laughs) the most important thing in the world is your health. Mm -hmm. Nothing is as important. I remember that famous quote that Kate Moss said and then had to retract. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And then she had to retract it because everyone went berserk. And I don't blame them. But nothing is as important as feeling well. nothing 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 you will ever buy nothing that you think that you want or that's being marketed to you as that wonderful feeling of being inside your skin and feeling good about it
0: you are so so right so if you were to really put let's say three key preventative health practices forward you know there might be things you do yourself or things you recommend to other people what would they be
1: well there's a number so what? I have done by basically studying Chinese medicine for so long and thinking, gosh, there's so much to talk about. Where do you start? Because that's the problem. The problem isn't, can Chinese medicine offer the solution? That is 100%. Yes, it can. The question is, how do you translate it to the Western audience that don't really know what it is and how it works and why it is? And there's possibly prejudice along the way because it's a bit alien. How do you distill it? And what I did was I looked at it and Talk to people about it and started sort of, you know, I had my brand and all the rest of it and thought, how do I get this down to like ABC or one, two, three? Because that's what it needs. And that's really, Danielle, what I did, which is when, you know, you and I got talking about this, which was to just break it down into three things that you need to do every day for your body to be healthy. So shall I go through that with you now? Yes,
0: please.
1: Okay. Definitely. Numero uno is... For the body to be healthy, you need the free flow of chi and blood. Now that ties in very nicely into face yoga because of course that's exactly what you're talking about on all your amazing broadcasts is exactly the movement of energy and, and blood. Okay. Because that's what you're doing. That's what circulation is. And. The thing is, it sounds like an absolute basic no-brainer and everyone goes, oh, well, yeah, but, you know, obviously, duh, and yet we don't do it because the problem that we have is that modern living stops that from being the case because an over lifestyle inhibits the free flow of qi and blood. The stress response inhibits the free flow of qi and blood. Overthinking, not enough exercise, the wrong kind of exercise, all of these things actually prevent the free flow of qi and blood. And that's happening to all of us on an exponential level daily because life has sped up to such an extent in the last hundred years that we kind of think it's normal. We think it's normal to drive in a car or to jump on an airplane. And actually possibly the sort of lockdown that we've all been through has reminded us how slowly things can actually go. When you take all these things away and modern living goes back sort of 30, or 40 years. And the reality is, is that that free flow of qi and blood is the singularly most important thing that we need to do on a daily basis. And we're not doing it. So that's the first one. The second is purge and nourish. And What that means is that the body is basically like a giant recycling plant um, full of all sorts of chemical processes going on. And there is toxicity created in that. So the body has mechanics in place to purge whether that's the pores of the skin, or I know a bit sniggery, but you know, orifices of the body, whether that's menstrual flow, or whether it's mucus, because you've got a cold or crying because you're you're moving emotions, all of these things are purged with the body. But again, modern living stops that happening, whether that's because the pace of life inhibits full expression of emotions, because we just have to get on with the next thing. So many times you speak to women nowadays who've had children. In fact, you and I were just talking about this before. There's very limited time available to actually process anything at all. We're just having to rush from A to B to C to D in order to just keep everything spinning. And that ultimately inhibits the body's ability to purge anything that is no longer required or nourish with that that is, because it's all going too fast. And then the final one, which is very much aligned into Chinese medicine is strengthening the five key organs. And whilst that might sound a little bit alien, the truth of the matter is in our medicine, the entire health of the body, whether it's the biology, the emotions, or the spirit, are controlled by the five key organs, which are the heart, lungs, kidneys, spleen, and liver. And if you, on a daily basis, acknowledge those three, one, two, three steps, That is literally going to give you as many benefits as all of the amazing dentistry measures that we've we've been implementing for the last hundred years. The same principles apply. Absolutely. I absolutely love those. And I think that if we can apply those
0: daily, they're going to make a huge difference to our health. And it's interesting you mentioned how that aligns with face yoga as well, because we're working exactly the same way with face yoga, but also with yoga as well. We're working with that energy and circulation. We're working with that detoxification. We're working with the strengthening. So it ties in so beautifully. And what I would love to do is just to break down those three areas a little bit more in terms of actual steps, actionable things that someone listening could do. So maybe a key thing of the, each of those areas, so maybe it's a breath um, technique they could do, or maybe it's a guasha move. Is there sort of a, a top tip or top move for each of those that you could tell us?
1: Yeah, yes, yes, there is. Yes, 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 there is. So, <laughs> so One, free flow of qi and blood. The simplest thing to do that anyone can do right now is shake. Shaking the body. And the Taoist masters, again, always said to us, to understand humans, you need to observe animals. And interestingly, again, it ties back into, no doubt, the the Indian sages were saying the same thing. Because if you look at the descriptions of the yoga moves across the body, is that they refer them to to animals, although the names are in Sanskrit, that's ultimately what they're talking about. And the Taoist masters were saying the same. And if you observe animals, one thing that you'll notice that they do is shake. Yeah. And then they stretch. So every single morning when I wake up, my little dog is lying next to me and it's time to get up. The first thing he does is have a shake, sorry, is have a little stretch and then a little shake. And then up up he goes, I know, bless him. (laughs) All animals do the same. They have a little shake and a little stretch and then they're ready to go. And it's the same thing for us. And the thing about shaking is it's really easy to do. I mean, literally anyone can do it. Um, It's free. You only need to do it for about 30 seconds and you're going to feel the benefit straight away. It immediately invigorates circulation.
0: It's so easy to do. I love it. It's so, so easy. And you have actually been such inspiration for me to use that on a daily basis. I mean, it's something, of course, that is part of yoga and I've known about for years, but because you talk about so much of benefits of it, I often, if I do feel that sense of stagnant energy, maybe I've had a long meeting, maybe you know, I've been doing a lot of filming, whatever it would be. Sometimes I just shake. And actually, I use your body tapper as well. I just always yeah. have that to the side somewhere and just do that. And it can just sometimes take two minutes, three minutes max. I mean, really isn't taking very long, but instantly I feel like everything is flowing again. And it's so important because else the stagnant energy just builds up and builds up. And then in time, we start to notice those little health niggles, those little whispers as I call them, but then soon
1: they become big health issues and they start shouting out at you. Again, Daniel, you're so absolutely right. Because again, the Taoist masters have said, if you allow the low level signs and symptoms to get a foothold in the body, they become bigger signs and symptoms. And again, it's exactly like your teeth. You see, if you think about it again, to hook it back to the initial analogy, that brushing the teeth on a daily basis is moving. It's creating movement inside the mouth. Stagnation is death is another expression that they say it sounds problematic but it's true everything needs to flow smoothly around the body and then things are healthy and moving that stagnant energy is absolutely paramount to feeling well and all of us are under huge stress all of us are leading these kinds of modern lifestyles I mean I've been in clinic for now over 20 years and there is not a single person that has come to speak to me about their health issues has not basically said that they're extremely stressed they've got too much on their plate they're overloaded and they literally don't know how they're kind of covering from one minute to the next and in fact you and i before we started the recording we were saying the same thing like well you're we were saying well you're an inspiration because you do all this and you say well so are you and we're almost measuring this overload that somehow or other we're all just about managed to juggle with and the reason why women like you and I are talking and doing what we do is because we apply these techniques we, we do them I literally can't do what I do if I didn't do them I, I would get sick agreed yeah. we've got so much to do and that doesn't say yay us we're so amazing it's like everyone's in the same boat
0: yeah and we have to have these tools I mean absolutely I'm with you you know I couldn't do what I do unless I took that little bit of self-care I mean I would I mean I would have burnt out years ago let's face it but it's interesting actually what you said about how we often look at each other when we are super busy and juggling a lot and see that as an inspiration and that's an interesting thing that's happening in our society now whereas we look at each other as inspirations when we're busy. But what we should be doing is being inspired by each other when we're taking a lot of time out and resting and relaxing. So I really noticed that actually is a narrative in, well, definitely in our country, but just generally in the Western world, that we're applauding busyness. You know, it's like when you say to somebody, How are you? Oh, busy. And people say, Oh, good. Whereas if you say, actually I'm not doing much at all you know I'm putting my feet up on the sofa most of the day that isn't applauded
1: but perhaps that should be well absolutely because it's it's part of the moment in history that we're in right now that if we bring this into the sort of the concept of yin and yang that that busy energy that we're talking about Okay, is is the yang energy and everybody is overheating in terms of our bodies. That's why so many illnesses which in Chinese medicine are connected to heat is such a problem, because like the world, we are heating up our internal bodies and making them incredibly toxic just like we're doing to the world around us. And this prizing of the yang mentality of, yeah, we're going to achieve. And yeah, you've got to make something of your life and you've got to be someone. And that delayed gratification of work hard now and reap the rewards at some future moment in time. And then you sit there and you go, when is that exactly? Mm So when, when, when? And what's now changing is, Allowing or talking as we are about these minutes in time techniques, which you know we're we're talking about shaking, stretching, tapping, for example, these are pleasurable techniques like brushing your teeth, it's pleasurable. It gives you a couple of minutes of self care, which have a massive impact on how you feel and how you look and they're pleasing and they give you a minute to calm down. And again, the, the grand master Mantak Chia, he said to me about this, he said, the thing is when you apply these techniques, The world is still whizzing around you at the pace it was before you started, but your reaction to that is completely different. And he's, of course, of course, he's absolutely right. Of course, he's a Taoist master, of course he is, but you know, that's his job. But you know, he is absolutely right. And it's, it's absolutely the case that by giving ourselves these moments, and it's the same when we're doing the, the face yoga techniques that you teach us. Half of it, to be honest, I think, is not necessarily the actual direct benefit of the exercise, of which, of course, there is that. But it's just giving yourself a minute out to go, do you know what, I'm just going to please myself for a minute and just indulge my senses with some touch, some skin, some nurturing, some gentleness, some kindness, some rest, a mini break. It's that. It really is that. And I always use the expression to myself, you know, my
0: inbox is never empty. So it's not like I can wait until everything's done. Everything's ticked off the list and then rest and then relax because that day never comes. That day never happens. So I always have what I call my three non-negotiables each day. And sometimes these things are just a couple of minutes. Sometimes I'm able to do longer. But for me, it's always walking or some sort of movement in nature and fresh air some form of yoga, which may be just some shaking or a couple of stretches. It may be a full class. It really depends day to day. And then my face yoga. And I always combine my gua sha, of course, with that as well. And they're my three things that I do every day, absolute non-negotiables. And I think if I didn't do those things, then... I I wouldn't function. I absolutely wouldn't function. And the power of one minute, you know, that is so key. And that's something we both talk about all the time. We don't need to dedicate hours and hours each day. And wouldn't it be lovely if we did have the time to sit and meditate for hours? But we don't. But just one minute of breathing, one minute of gua sha, one minute of face yoga, whatever it might be, one minute of shaking makes a huge difference. So that's what I would definitely urge anyone listening to do just go and do one minute start with one minute and then you will build up from there when you're ready when you've got the time but just one
1: minute Mm. you're absolutely right i mean it is so important i was just thinking about what my three non-negotiables are that i would do or not i would i do do some form of qigong every single day it's so funny because i'm you're indian rooted and i'm chinese yes (laughs) we we always go back to our default position so i will always do at least one minute of Qigong every day, even if that's just using the tapper and tapping my body all over. Because, you know, some days, there are days, I mean, in an ideal world, I do two hours of Qigong and meditation every single day. I can assure you, Daniel, that happens about twice a year. Yeah. And that's probably when I'm teaching the class because the reality is that it's not possible the way that my life is right now. There's just not that time in the day. So the reality is at least one minute of tapping is going to give me the benefit. And then more often than not, an hour of Qigong. I mean, that happens most days. But then that's largely because I've created a career choice out of that. So Mm -hmm. I've made that happen. I've incorporated it. I can't live without it to such an extent. I just do it anyway. And that's quite interesting in itself. And then obviously always, always Gua sha. I literally can't function without that. My skin feels weird if I don't do it now. And I, I go to, to your, your discipline, which is face yoga, same thing. You know, that's why I think why you and I align so beautifully well and we're constantly talking to each other because there's this crossover and we can both see the power of what the other one's doing. And we created this lovely alliance between the two of us. And go, wow, well, if you combine what you do and you combine what I do, you've got a pretty good system in place.
0: You really have. And it just works so, so beautifully. But I think having yeah. those... Those non-negotiables are so important and you almost have to have the non-negotiables with yourself. You have to say whatever happens in that day... I will do it. It's like being super strict, like cleaning your teeth. Whatever happens in your day, I will clean my teeth twice a day. Whatever happens in my day, I will do some form of yoga. And today it literally was three minutes of child's pose on in the garden just before I went to pick the kids up. And that's fine. You know, that's better than nothing. You know, just a few minutes make a huge difference. My walk today was with the kids. You know, we were going to a picnic party and I'll do my face yoga and gua sha once I do my skincare this evening. And I know that I just fit them in when I can. But like you say, we're lucky because we do it for our job as well. So we're talking about it all the time. So we are reminded of the benefits daily, which I always think is such a blessing. But I think even if you aren't in this industry, just say to yourself, okay, these are my three non-negotiables. Pick what really feels right for you, what resonates with you, and then tell yourself you'll do them in whatever form every day. Yeah.
1: I must admit, if actually if I could just pick up on that for a second, because you're you're very you're, you're absolutely right that we're saying, OK, we've got careers in this industry now, so obviously we're going to practice what we preach, otherwise we, we'd be lying. <laughs> we're not going to do that. But both of us, you know, we've talked to each other many times and we have both come into the jobs that we're in from having done other things first Mm -hmm. and felt that sense of sort of professional dissatisfaction with where we were, which has then taken us to where we are. And I think that's something to say to anyone listening to this is that, you know, you and I have both basically taken what we know to be true and accommodated it into our everyday life because we wanted to do that. I, I didn't want to stay in my salaried job, kind of working my way through the kind of the commuter belt. I couldn't do it. And I took that risk. And if anyone's thinking about it themselves and thinking, gosh, maybe I should have a bit of a career change. That's something that you and I are really passionate about, which is why we created the accreditation together to say, actually, this is a career choice for people. And these things then suddenly become a lifestyle possibility that, yeah, we're still really busy, but we're busy doing stuff that's actually good for us
0: definitely and we're so passionate about empowering other people to really have their own business their own career work their own hours and teach something that they're truly passionate about and I think one of the loveliest things about what we do and now of course like you say we offer the facial gua sha teacher training course is that we are enabling other people to really make a difference to other people's lives and to help other people and i know for me that's what drives me every day is just helping people and i know you are the same you know you're incredibly giving incredibly generous person that really just at your very core, wants to help people. And that's really why we do what we do, isn't it? And that's why we also want to help other
1: people to have a career in this industry so they can do it too. Yeah. And, and actually, Katie Blake, obviously, who's the, um, the super trainer that's teaching the course, yeah. she, she's exactly the same. In fact, when we did the live about it, we were all saying the same thing. We're so inspired by what we do. And I think that's why we talk now. That's why we talk full stop and why we do what we do, because every single day, no matter what's going on, I'm massively inspired by what I do. And I know how much I suffered before I did it. And again, if we tie that back into preventative health, your career choice is so important because what you do on a day-to-day basis is no longer something that you stop at 60. That is no longer the case. You know, that sort of concept of working and retiring is, you know, not many people are going to have that luxury now. And the fact that there are now opportunities of careers out there, we think, well, I love what I do so much. There's no chance I'm giving that up anytime soon. I want to do it. My last breath will be talking something about Chinese medicine and, that, you know, and I'll be like, I'll consider it a good innings. It is so important. And that inspiration is such a key part of preventative health. I think it's something that, again, the Taoist masters talk about, which is the importance of the spirit and the importance of the alignment between the physical body and the metaphysical body. So therefore, how you're feeling in terms of, say, signs and symptoms of a problem which could be, say, a backache, for example, to use your earlier analogy. But, you know, often these things are developed at an energetic level and they're developed because there's a sense of malaise with, with your soul purpose, with what you're doing, with why you're here, what you're achieving, and it impacts your health. So it's impossible to look at your preventative health without acknowledging the role of the spirit in that and thinking about ways to accommodate the blueprint of your soul and what you're here to do as, as an integral part of your health care definitely and in yoga we call it a dharma which is a soul's purpose you know a calling
0: and there's something which is often talked about in yoga but I've read it in lots of sort of different modern literature as well about the thought or feeling that you will never burn out if you're really doing your soul's true purpose oh, that's- it's only when you're doing you're only when you're doing things that don't really align with you and that can even be within a career you love and I'm sure you've been in that position even within what you do now where you said yes to things that don't feel completely aligned and then you feel completely drained and exhausted and maybe get even niggly health symptoms or don't feel right in your mind afterwards. But when you're doing things, I mean, for me like this, you know, us having this conversation, it feels so aligned with my sole purpose that I know I'll leave this feeling energized rather than feeling that sense of low stagnant energy. So I'm so about just thinking, is this truly aligned with me? Is this a hell yes? You know, is this something I really want to do? And you can either look at that at the big picture in terms of maybe someone listening is thinking, I'm doing a career that I really don't like. And the obvious answer to that is to make the change, but maybe someone listening is still doing a career they do like, but sometimes they are feeling really low in energy and like something feels a little bit off and really listen to that intuition. That's so, so important and know when to say no to certain things and know when to say yes, even if you don't know what that yes will lead to. That's what's so
1: important to listen to. Yeah. I mean, again, so interesting because this whole concept of soul purpose, especially I know the audience that are particularly aligned to Hey You tend to be, you know, ladies in what we call our second spring in Chinese medicine, which is which is the dreaded menopause in the West and the, the beautiful and delightful and hydrating second spring in the East. And I love calling it that because immediately it offers that opportunity, especially to to females who often, by virtue of running families, having babies, there's there's quite a long period of your life which is spent dealing with other people. And then when you get to that menopause moment, that it actually suddenly, you know, often that becomes an empty nest or the finances are slightly different and you've got the opportunity to go, do you know what? I'm actually going to do something for myself now. I'm actually going to really look at the rest of my life. I'm halfway through my life. And then the future bit is going to be the best bit. And I think, again, that plays into the zeitgeist shift of which is where we're changing right now in this catalyst of change, where now the second half of your life is the preferred half. Whereas when we were born, it was very much that aging process. You know, women used to lie about their age. Do you remember um, Pat being ab, fab? She used to insist on being Mademoiselle and calling herself (laughs) like, you know, 32. And who quite clearly like 64 or something. (laughs) And it's it's that, I mean, she wasn't, she's so beautiful. But you know, the point is, is that now it's shifting that actually from an inspiration and from a health point of view, you are always going to be your healthiest if you are in your energy and in your flow. It's really hard for bodies to get diseased when they're in that intense state of inspiration and alignment to the spirit. And there are so many people out there coming into their second springs or they're they're, they're in them already or they're coming that way, whereby this suddenly becomes incredibly relevant because it's the time to embrace that change is right now and it's incredibly uplifting and strengthening.
0: It absolutely is. And I realised, Katie, that we digress because we were, <laughs> as we always uh-huh. do, because we were talking <laughs> about the, the key three techniques in those prevent three preventative health areas. And we talked about the first one about the shaking. And then the second one, you talk about the preventative health, the sort of the detoxifying, the purging. What would be your key technique within
1: that area? Well, purging for sure is, is gua sha. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such an easy thing. It's such an easy way to purge because basically it, it massively amplifies blood circulation in the area that you're doing it by up to 400% which enables the precise motion of purge and nourish to simul- simultaneously take place by virtue of that press stroke. And it's so easy. And obviously there's tools with the brand attached to that, but you know, you can just try it. Or if you want to try body gua sha, just in your listening to this, just go to your kitchen, go and find a, a jam jar, take the lid off, give it a wash. I made that mistake. W- wash it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> not wash it, which is what I did. And then it ended up like a jammy mess. And then Just everyone's got oil kicking around their house, even if it's just some sunflower oil or something and gouache on your chest and you will see it for yourself in one minute. Again, like brushing your teeth. And again, just gouache on your chest. We did some customer surveys on that and we had the most astonishing results, which was it was 90, 80 people commented on the fact that they had a significant improvement in their sleep after one minute of use. I mean, wow. And that's just using a jam jar lid.
0: That's amazing, and then obviously adding on to that, if you are then using the proper gua shards, you're also getting those beautiful crystal healing benefits, which we won't delve too much into today, because let's face it, we're never going to keep this to thirty
1: minutes. No. But if you take no. us down,
0: if we go down the route of crystal healing, then I just know that we can talk about it. We have we're doing bedtime, absolutely.
1: And should we just talk about that third area? What yes. would key technique for that? Well, to be honest, it's very simple. And it's something that I do every day in my Qigong class, which is whilst the five key organs are all responsible for aspects of your health, the heart is the commander organ and is ultimately in charge of everything. It's like the king on the chess piece, on the chessboard. And the best way to strengthen the heart is to laugh.
0: Yeah.
1: And we laugh for one minute every day. And I know that sounds ridiculous. And you would be amazed how many people struggle with that. But you would think something as no brainer as laughing and as pleasurable, we'd just be able to do really easily. But actually, a lot of people struggle with it. A lot of people cry, which is good because that purge, that goes back to the purge and nourish and it releases the held up emotion. But laughing for one minute a day has extraordinary health benefits. And again, it's free, really easy. And if you're not sure about bursting into peals of laughter all by yourself because you feel a bit stupid, just watch something funny. Like I've just mentioned Dad Fab and we both laughed because we both I could think of so many hours. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I'm watching it with my um, my middle daughter at the moment and she absolutely loves it. I mean it's just so funny. It's hilarious.
0: So,
1: yeah. <laughs> just watch an episode of that every day. Why not? Yeah. Do you know, that's
0: amazing. And that is the one thing of all the wonderful techniques that you recommend that I don't actually do. And interestingly, yeah. And I mean, I laugh, of course, you know, I laugh with friends and family when I'm watching things, but I don't do the, you know, the actual laughing as part of Qigong, which absolutely I should do. I always wait to hear something funny or have a funny conversation to laugh, but I'd love to make it a daily practice. And again, relating this to yoga we talk a lot about the chakras you know the energy centres through the body and for me I always know my area that gets quite out of alignment is my throat chakra and mm. I actually as you were saying that I thought if I made it a practice as part of my yoga when I'm doing my tapping or shaking to do some of your laughter therapy as well I feel, and again, this is going through intuition, but I feel that would really help with my throat chakra because for me, you know, if I get run down, if I'm stressed, if things are out of alignment, it will always go to sore throat for me. I mean, that's like my thing. So I think using the voice in
1: that way might be really beneficial for me. It, it would. And I was just thinking about that, actually. The interesting thing about the throat chakra is, of course, it's connected to the heart because as many people who know me know, I was once upon a time an aspiring singer, although I'm sure actually if things had worked out differently, I probably wouldn't have actually made it. I think I'm a much better talker. But um, but what I do know is that the throat chakra is, is the throat and the voice is all about the expression of the heart. It is. That's why opera is so wonderful because it's this intense expression of emotion because it's coming from the heart. It sings through the vocal cords and it's all connected. So therefore the laughter will help. It will open everything up in a really congruent way. And I think perhaps one thing to do, which is what we were just saying, is when we stumble across these practices and for us to ingrain them into ourselves, it's to make it part of what we teach other people to do. So I laugh every day because I conduct the class and therefore I do it. Do I stand there in front of the mirror on my own and I'm not teacher and burst into laughter? No, I, I don't. Because I know who I am, what I'm about. It's not in my three key aspects of health, but knowing oneself in real truth and knowing what it is that you love or don't love and what your, your strengths, your weaknesses and your soul purpose is very much part of that. And I know if I'm not teaching, I'm not learning. And if I'm not teaching or learning, I'm not practicing Because my energy just sort of it's interesting if I'm not communicating it to people and actually making it live. I don't practice it myself. Isn't that weird? I'm I'm such an embodiment of what I do that every single bit of what it is all fits together like a like a Chinese puzzle. And there it all sits. So perhaps included in your teaching and in what you do.
0: Yeah, you're so right. And it's really interesting. And I was just thinking then a point to sort of let everybody know that's listening. It's often what we resist most when it comes to these healthcare techniques that we need the most. So I resist that laughter therapy. And I also, interestingly, yoga often resist the chanting, which mm. is, you know, is actually a really key part of yoga, but it's something yeah. which. I resist you know get me to do techniques you know lion pose and anything like that I'm not worried about but as soon as the sound comes in it's something which I resist so I think one thing I've taken away from this podcast is to step a little bit more into that sound side of things and there may be people listening as well that are thinking that perhaps they resist the the laughter therapy or the chanting and maybe have straight chakra issues as well so anyone listening that wants to join me on the challenge of using the voice more in that way I think that that a really nice thing to step into,
1: stepping into what we resist the most. Yeah, now that's a really interesting point, Danielle, because I think that this concept of challenges is a really good one. Now, I slightly resist the word, or used to, Mm -hmm. and then I thought the thing about challenges is it gives you confidence, because you raise your chi by acknowledging the challenge and go, do you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to create that habit, okay, and that concept of the power of one minute. And you think, all right, do you know what? One minute is an achievable length of time. If you said, right, the challenge is I'm going to do three hours of yoga or Qigong every single day for the next month. That's a big old challenge. But saying to yourself, do you know what? I'm just going to allow myself one minute a day of laughter. I'm going to set my watch, set my alarm or my my stopwatch, and I'm going to do one minute. I'm just going to do a minute. And it's a very achievable goal. It's an achievable thing that you can definitely do. And what I always say to people when you're embracing new habits, because you're right, we do resist things which are good for us. It's weird, why? And yet we do. And that's okay because knowing that we do is then the solution. So then what what I always suggest to people is apply what we're suggesting to something that you already do. So for example, laugh in the shower. You're there anyway, just do it then. Because you're busy doing something else, you don't feel quite so weird. You could probably find, I mean, I haven't actually done this, but now we're talking, I bet this exists. If you go on the app store, I bet you there's a laughter app. Yeah. Right, play it. Because it's so much easier to laugh for a minute when someone else is laughing than it is to just stand and go, ha ha, ha ha you think, okay, I'll put it Or you make your children, or you do it with your children and you go, right, kids, you've got to tickle mummy for a minute and make me laugh for a whole minute and put the timer on and daddy's timing it, go, right, ten, nine, eight, and and right, and here I'm making you laugh again. So yeah. this is the way, and of course, what I found having kids myself is that it's really easy to bring play into these and to make it, it's not onerous. This isn't another thing you've got to add to your already overloaded to-do list. This is something that can be brought into your everyday life in one minute with the people around you, whether it's with your dog, whether it's someone funny on Instagram that makes you laugh, whether there's a box set, but basically the the task yourself say, I'm going to laugh every single day uh, for the minimum one minute, whether I watch a show that I like. Tickle my children and make them tickle me, do it in the shower, listen to some laughter app that I'm just going to make myself do it, do it with my husband. Because people in the olden days, that's what they used to do. I mean, one of the things I do in my Qigong classes, I quite often play quite old fashioned folk music, which sounds really weird, but it's really, really good because it's authentic. And as I'm saying to the group whilst we're doing whatever we're doing to the music, is I say, Embody the joy of this music because you only need to watch Netflix to know how much life used to suck before. I mean, it was it's pretty tough now. It was way worse then. I mean, imagine being alive in the second world war. I mean, imagine meeting somebody in 1939 and then you don't then you get you get married and get pregnant, and then six years later they come home. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any ex-boyfriend that I would do that for. <laughs> you know, come on, you know, and you can that's just like that's my grandparents. That was their life. I know my grandparents, they're dead now, but you know, they were very much a part of my life for many, many years. So life was tough. And people used to gather together in pubs or round fires or in living rooms or wherever they were in cafes, in the streets, or wherever you are in whichever culture you're in. And they'd laugh and they'd reminisce and they'd tell stories. And you'd laugh about your shortcomings and tell stories, which at the time were probably quite rooted in adversity but then in hindsight become those iconic family stories or do you remember when so-and-so threw up in the back of the car and then mum's trod in a red ant's nest on the way to our holiday like this is one of our classic <laughs> family stories and you can just imagine now as a mother thinking oh great my daughter's just thrown up all over me and now I've been bitten to smithereens by these red <laughs> bloody ants and, and yet look we're laughing because that's yeah. what you remember right yeah
0: exactly <laughs> I'm oh <laughing> mum <laughs> oh that's so funny yeah that is going to be my challenge is there anything that you resist in terms of health or wellness techniques that you're aware
1: of oh yeah I mean, this is probably why I think my teaching is quite spot on because I'm very much aware of my failings. Goodness me. And one of the things that I don't do enough, of, okay, this is my worst habit, okay, is that I absolutely love learning. Okay, I'm very earthy and spleeny and we love, we love a bit of learning and I love it. So I literally have hundreds of books wherever I am, literally everywhere I am in my kitchen. I've got this little sofa. I've got, I have got—I took all the kitchen stuff off and it's just books, books, books. Do I read them? no. They just sit there gathering dust and then I buy more. And I get really excited. I'm on hours, oh God, this book, that book. Oh, I'm gonna read this book. I'm gonna get this book. And then I get really excited about that book and then buy every other book that the author's written. So then in come not one book, but you know, eight books. And Amanda, my nanny, she just says to me, "You she said, where should I put it? Which which pile of books that you don't read? Am I gonna put this? And then even more annoying, when I travel, not so much now because of lockdown, but back in the day when we used to go on airplanes, I would take a suitcase of books wherever I went and wherever I was going, whatever I was doing, suitcase of books. And I still didn't read them. (laughs) Um, It's ridiculous. So now I have to, I've made myself, I've created habits to to stop myself doing that because of course, obviously I read books. I have to, it's my job. But again, I turn it into teaching. So the only way I can guarantee to myself that I'm actually going to do it is by giving, by knowing that the reason I'm doing it is because there's going to be information there that not only will benefit me, but it will benefit whoever I'm talking to at the time and that it's it's always going back into the root of who i am and saying, here I am, I am a giver. I love to give to people. I love to help help people. If there's anything that I can do to overcome my own stupid nonsense, then that is going to be the, the kind of the catalyst of change to make me get over myself and go, actually Katie, will you just turn Netflix off for five seconds? Not that I watch it that much, but you know, that last hour of the day when I finally put, my, put the work down and go, right, I am now going to relax is normally a quick walk around the backfield with my dog followed by an hour episode of Netflix followed by my evening ablutions and going to sleep. So it's creating that sort of 20 minute window between the evening ablutions and sleep where I can just lie in bed and just indulge in the books that I'm reading. These books, they're not, you know, they're not storybooks. These are all, you know, healing books, Chinese medicine, ancient wisdom, Kabbalah, you know, whatever it is. Definitely.
0: Well, maybe your challenge should be to make sure that you give yourself that 20 minutes a day to read. Well, yeah. my challenge is to laugh. We'll set each other the challenge because we both resist those things. And I completely get what you're saying. I mean, I'm the same as you as I learn in order to give. And as soon as I learn stuff, I want to teach it like almost immediately. You know, yes. like I, I'm, um, I'm in the middle of doing my Reiki 2 training at the moment. And straight away, you know, I wrote a Instagram post and I sent some information across to Marie who does my newsletter and said we're going to do this about intuition you know I've been learning all, all about going deeper into your intuition today so that's what we're going to put our newsletter out at the end of the week about and I really straight away just want to share it with people so I completely get where you're coming from for that but maybe your challenge should be just to read for you you know, even if it is about healing and self-care, but just read for the pure enjoyment because it sounds like it's something you you really enjoy, but for whatever reason, you're resisting a little bit.
1: Yes, I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know whether it's because I've studied so many years of my life and that suddenly, maybe I'm just in one of those moments. I think the other thing that's going on right now is that I'm doing a lot of internal work whereby I'm finding that by meditating and focusing on the inside universe, i.e. that which is inside your skin rather than on the outside. A lot of the answers are there anyway. I'm sort of in that exploratory phase at the moment. They always say that shamans are kind of, there's, there's two aspects to a traditional shaman, which I guess really, you know, that's kind of, we are modern day versions of that, is that it's astral voyaging and knowledge. So the discipline of actual learning, but you know, astral voyaging, that, that can be very highly misinterpreted, but that that is nothing more than meditation and creating that deep sense of inner calm inside the body where you are at peace. And then the answers tend to spring up from the inside. So the inside source is just as powerful as the outside. And I think as a society, we have been so entrenched with learning from the outside in that we forget that actually the body normally has the answer already because cells are simply passing information down through space and time, whether that's through past lives, whether it's through genetics, it doesn't matter. It's just just genetic coding. It's just wisdom. It really is. is. And we're quite closed off from it at the moment. And I'm finding at the moment that's kind of where my focus is.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. The answer really is within us. And I think the more that we delve into that, the happier we be, the healthier we'll be. And it's listening to that intuition. I actually wrote an Instagram post very much um, inspired by some Reiki training that I've been doing today about listening to that intuition in the first one to two seconds. So asking yourself a question, taking a deep breath, asking the question and just listening to that answer that thought, that feeling that comes up. Because as soon as we sort of pass that three, four second mark, the ego kicks in, the logical brain kicks in, we start analysing, the fear kicks in, um, the anxiety comes in. It's really just listening and knowing that within us, we have the answers to all of our health, all of our wellness, all of our purpose, what we want to be, how we want to live. It's all there. We just need to let ourselves go quiet just for a moment and just listen to that first one to two seconds.
1: You're so right. I mean, I think the thing to say is that the masters knew this Mm. thousands and thousands of years ago. I think it's this crazy situation that we're in in modern life that we seem to think that we've still got to discover this stuff. You think this stuff's here, this stuff was discovered. What do we think people were doing thousands of years ago? They didn't have Netflix. So I keep talking about Netflix tonight. (laughs) Uh, They didn't have all these distractions. So they lived in nature. They stared at the sky. They stared at the planets. They worked it out because they had, they didn't have other things to distract them. Funny enough, I was watching my son play cricket on Saturday, but a post up on Instagram about it, just going, this seriously has got to be the longest game ever invented. Who has got time to play something for five solid days? Wow. I mean, I was watching him at school for four hours and fine, it was my son and I was delighted to be there. But really four hours on a game, which is often long. It's just (laughs) like, wow. Okay. Now that's a game that was invented in the last 500 years. So when we're talking about the meaning of life and how to stay healthy and how to look after yourself and how to feel fulfilled, and they were working on all of that because nobody wants to go through life just based on you've had a good life because you've lived till you're 90. That, that, that was the 20th century paradigm of health. To take it back to the preventative health topic that is in theory what we're supposed to be talking about, (laughs) but we're hooking it back. So the point is, is that now the paradigm is back to where it was in the first place, which is it's no longer about how long you live. It's about how you're feeling during that process, whether it's 40 years or 140 years, it doesn't matter. The opportunity that we now have available for us is to actually enjoy it, To actually, no matter what adversity is thrown at us and all of the pitfalls of modern living, and I'm not saying for a minute it's easy for any of us, but the wisdom is there to show us how to navigate that and how to basically live a long and fulfilled life because of adversity, because of pain, to learn our lessons, to generate our wisdom, to actually truly understand the meaning of what we're here and why we're here and why we've suffered and what we're doing about it and how to sort the problem out. And then the great thing about all of this learning and wisdom is that as you go through the aging process, you get wiser and wiser. That's the expression, older and wiser. And then that takes you back to the fact that preventative health, if managed correctly, enables the correct execution of the aging process, which is enjoying the wisdom of learning from the mistakes that you made of which were probably quite a lot in the younger years because you're making less of them because you're knowing what to do. Being on your soul journey and preventing illness because if the body is healthy, it can stay healthy for your whole life. You don't die of anything if you're doing it right.
0: You're so right. And I think that's a perfect thought to finish on. I think if mm-hmm. we could all live with that thought, then we would all live a better life for sure. Mm-hmm. And Katie, one of the things we're most excited about, which I know that lots of our listeners are already aware of, and particularly people that listened to the podcast last week, which was all about our amazing launch of the course. But yeah. just a reminder for everyone that you can tell Katie and I are so passionate about this. And this is why we we've launched the facial gua sha teacher training course along with the lovely Katie Blake which again yeah. I know many of my listeners know and love and she's been on the podcast and she is going to be coming on again which is super exciting so the three of us we've got all our passion all our knowledge all of our craziness it's all in there and we are just really excited to be offering this to everyone now I
1: honestly I couldn't agree more I think I cannot believe how lucky we are to have someone as amazing as Katie Blake joining the energy that you and I share. She's like, she's like, you know, the third energetic prong in in this really. And yeah. she's so expert. She really knows what she's talking about. She's got the most beautiful sort of bedside manner in terms of she's patient. She's a wonderful teacher. She's worked in this industry for so many years. She really knows what she's talking about. And she really has the understanding like you and I do of what it's like to take something which might just be a hobby and something you want to know more about, or it could be a career change you know, and making those steps into actually becoming the best version of you, fulfilled, doing everything that you want to do and living a life that's congruent to your soul and what you want, which ultimately feeds into the whole topic of tonight, which is preventative health.
0: Exactly. And if anyone wants more information on that, you can go either go to yeah. heyumethod.com or you can go to FaceYogaExpert.com. The information is on both of the websites, exactly the same course on there, exactly the same price on both websites. It makes no difference which one you go to. So you can go to either of those and you can become part of our a Facial Gua Sha family. Yay! How
1: exciting. Katie, thank you so much for your time this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Honestly, like this in the olden days, we'd have been sat having tea all afternoon doing this, but now Mm -hmm. we do it in the modern version where we sit here podcasting, (laughs) letting everyone else benefit. So (laughs) thank you, Danielle. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode.
0: If you'd like more information on face yoga, or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogarexpert.com, for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.